AgriTalk is brought to you by Case IH. Solutions for every challenge, equipment for every farm. Case IH, built by farmers. And by propane. Propane is the energy for everyone, especially farmers. Environmentally friendly propane can fuel most anything on the farm. See how at propane.com. And by Grounded. Spray smarter and improve herbicide performance with Grounded, a multifunctional adjuvant from Helena. Wheat led corn to the downside. While an excellent week of soybean shipments helped bean prices close higher, even with soybean oil lower again today. Livestock futures were mostly lower with selling in the hog market intensifying just ahead of the close. Live from a 210 Tuesday via Farm Journal broadcast, this is AgriTalk. This afternoon, we'll chat with Chris Robinson from Robinson Ag Marketing. And directly following the news, Brian Split from agmarket.net. I'm handsome newsman Davis Michelson. Now, here's the host of AgriTalk, Chip Flory. All right, Davis, thank you very much. You know, I didn't even say anything about it this morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the export inspections number on soybeans uh, in the weekend of October 5 were just outstanding. It's, it's uh, some life in the export market that we've been looking for so not only did it help support bean prices but it supported the bull spreads in that bean market as well so we'll talk with chris about that coming up here in just a little bit welcome to agritalk glad that you are joining us this afternoon davis we got to 60 degrees here we are all the way to 60 all Mm -hmm. the way to 60 we uh we're 71 here 71 and a very bright sunshine here in the city of folks It's like living in San Diego for you. Well, with a few massive differences. Oh. Yes, other than those differences, it's exactly like San Diego here. <laughs> San Diego. Ah, yes. <laughs> Scholars maintain we've lost the translation years ago. <laughs> there it is. There it is. Fantastic. A um, lot to talk about with Chris today. Um uh, We've uh, we've we we had a great conversation this morning about the impact of the Hamas attack on Israel, uh, the Israeli counter. Uh, you can't even call it uh, you know defense at this point. It's a counteroffensive. Yes, is is what is happening uh, in Gaza right now, and and the impacts that that might have on the commodity world going forward. Yep. Uh, we talked to Randy Russell this morning. The reason that I bring it up, uh, both of those conversations, a critically important information from Randy and from Phil uh, on this morning's show. So if you have not had a chance, be sure to go back and give that a listen. All right, mm-hmm. let's get started. What do you got in the news? Well, let's begin with export inspections of wheat. Weekend at October 5, total 395,000 metric tons in line with trade expectations. Total wheat shipments through the first quarter of the 23-24 marketing year for wheat were 29% behind year ago compared to USDA's estimate that exports will be down 8% from last year. December soft red winter wheat futures dropped out of the bottom of a short-term wedge formation, and that suggests a test of support at the September 29 low at 540 in the near term. Wheat futures closed higher yesterday as uncertainty about global trade flows supported prices. That premium was removed today. December HRW wheat futures 14 and three quarters lower today 
671 and a quarter. December soft red wheat down 14 and one quarter, 558 and a half. December spring wheat closed at 723 and a half, down seven and one half cents today. I don't know if we know any more today than we did yesterday about how difficult uh, it's going to be to, to move trade around the globe going forward. But, boy, they, you're exactly right. They took the premium out of the market today. Yeah. Well, Chuck, spillover selling from wheat weighed on corn prices, forcing a third consecutive lower close in December futures. Export inspections of corn in the weekend of October 5 totaled at nearly 551,000 metric tons, near the low end of trade expectations. Harvest in the U.S. added to price pressure along with hedging requirements increasing, although there are wide expectations that farmers will be looking to put corn into the bin to capture premium prices in spring 2024 futures. The first Brazilian production estimate from Conab puts their corn crop at 119.4 million metric tons, down 9.5% from last year. December corn futures were two and three quarters lower, 485 and a half. March corn down two and a half cents, 501 and a quarter. May corn futures closed at 509 and one quarter. Chip, that's down two and three quarters today. Yeah, I... I... The economics of growing corn in Brazil are not nearly as attractive as what they were a year ago. So a lot of this is in the is in anticipation that there won't be as many corn acres planted for the Safrina uh, Brazilian corn crop. Well, December soybean oil futures followed yesterday's downside reversal with a session high open and a mid-range close. Chart watchers note the importance of that contract's ability to bounce from support at 52 uh, to 50, but the trend in bean oil is clearly to the downside. Export inspections of soybeans in the weekend at October 5 totaled 1.64 million metric tons, nearly double the highest trade expectation. But November bean prices stopped short of trading at the 1275 level for the first time in seven sessions. The strong shipments pace did help support bull spreads in bean prices. Conab's first estimate of the year puts the Brazilian soybean crop at 162 million metric tons, up 4.8% from year ago, due in part to a 2.5% increase in planted area. November soybean futures, seven and one quarter cents higher today, 12.71 and one half. January beans up six and three quarters, 12.89 and one quarter. March beans closed at $13 and one half cent, up four and three quarter cents, Chip. It seems like Brazil can always find another acre to plant to beans. Mm. December cotton was 147 points lower. 85.49. Quickly on your livestock's box to beef prices lower this morning. Movement excellent to limit selling. December live cattle futures 35 cents lower, 185 even. November feeders up 70 cents to 250.35. And December lean hog futures $1, 5 cents lower, 71.42 and a half with the February contract down 97 and one half to 75.70. Chip Flory. All right, Davis. Thank you very much. Let's go ahead. And bring in Brian Split, agmarket.net. How you doing, Brian? Good, Chip. What's going on? Well, you know, it feels like some of these markets are getting ready to make uh, to make a move. And I'm looking at corn in particular, uh, maybe make a move down through some support. What's, what's, what's your thought here? Well, uh, we've got a short-term uptrend on the corn chart, and today it came in right around the 20-day moving average, which is about 482 and three quarters. So that's kind of the the level that we would like to see this market hold uh, going into the report on Thursday. Uh, we did run some stops in soybeans overnight, having traded below those uh, 1256 and three quarter. What uh, appeared could be a double bottom, uh, you know, and seasonally we should be making some kind of lows. So it was good to see it 
run those stops and then come back and close near the highs of the day on the uh, in- export inspections you guys were talking about. You know, as far as we, you're talking about concerns about global product yeah. movement. And to me, if there's a concern about the ability to move product globally, that sounds a lot like product is going to stay in the country that it's in. Uh, and then when you have wheat specifically, uh, you know, a major buyer is Egypt and, and Egypt is very close to the uh, to the tensions over there in the Middle East. So that's another level of concern for wheat. Yeah. Yeah, it certainly is. And when you take a look at that wheat trade, had that short term wedge formation that was forming in the SRWDs, it today looked like a, a breakout to the downside, right? Yeah, that would be a rising wedge. Um, and so generally what happens with these rising wedges is that when it breaks out to the downside, it's supposed to retest the low that that started that rising wedge. And, and it's really these last, what, three major failures on that chart specifically have all been at the 20-day moving average. We had one in mid-September, we had one in late September, and then we had one yesterday. So we really got to get buying above that 20-day to turn the, uh, the charts, at least short-term, technically friendly on, on wheat. Okay. All right, good stuff. Thank you so much, Brian. We'll talk to you again soon. Sounds great. All right, Brian Split, agmarket.net. Coming up next, we've got a conversation with Chris Robinson, Robinson Ag Marketing, right here on AgriTalk. My mom's got a new case I extractor, and it can do it all. Bail hay all day. See in the dark with its powerful LED lights. Hook up all the implements. Ship like a race car? Steer with ease. And it can also cool my juice box. Yeah, her Case IH tractor can do everything she needs it to. Looking for a tractor that can do it all? Check out CaseIH.com. Go on the offensive against weeds with Antares Complete from Helena. Antares Complete eliminates early weed competition with long-lasting residual control of broadleaf weeds and grasses. With a balanced premix of three herbicides, Antares Complete combats herbicide resistance and helps soybeans achieve a faster, more vigorous start to the season. Take a tactical first strike against weeds and protect your soybeans early with Antares Complete. Always follow label instructions and check registration before use. Contact your Helena representative to learn more. From powering irrigation engines to warming buildings, propane has always been a part of American farm life. Now, you can be a part of propane's future and save money at the same time. The Propane Farm Incentive Program is a research initiative that provides farmers up to $5,000 towards the purchase of new propane-powered equipment. In exchange, participants share performance data to make tomorrow's ag operations more cost-effective, more efficient, and more environmentally friendly with propane. Getting started is simple. Visit propane.com slash farm incentive to see if you're eligible. If the world is your oyster... We've got pearls of wisdom on AgriTalk. Welcome back to AgriTalk. Glad that you were with us this afternoon. Uh, boy, there's a lot going on in the world of commodities that are that 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 is having an impact right now, and that will have an impact in the days, weeks, and probably even months ahead. And we're going to try to get to the bottom line of some of these issues right now. What the what the current signals are from the markets. We've got Chris Robinson, Robinson Ag Marketing, is on the line with us right now. Chris, it's good to talk with you again. How are you? Chip, I'm great. How are you, sir? Doing real fine, real fine. Good. Um, I just want to start with your with a general overall feel 
of of what is happening in the markets right now, Chris. What's your take? Well, in the in the ag markets, uh, you yep. know, we've come off our lows. We had a nice rally in July. It did not hold right across the board. We had a you know we we saw wheat get two two dollars and fifty cents higher at one point, close to eight bucks. None of that held. Uh, you know, we got kind of a head fake rally or corn rallied one more time from that 490 level, got up to 570. It looked like we we're going to get one more shot at six bucks. It didn't hold. So that's been kind of the story of this year. We have, yeah, we've had some opportunities. They were actually earlier than usual. And now I think, guys, you know, everybody out there is working real hard harvesting now. Uh, nobody yeah. even wants to answer the phone or talk. Um, and where are we at? Well, we're sitting near two year lows in corn, two year lows in, in, in uh, wheat. And you've got beans. Beans have been the most positive story. They're still hanging in there. They still have the fundamental, you know, tightness story, although some of that shifted after the last USDA that surprised, you know, they surprised us. They surprised us with bigger yields in wheat as well. So that's yeah. the problem with the USDA. If, if you're a producer, you're always bet long. Um, it's always nice when they surprise with something nice, but if they surprise with a, you know, bearish thing, it hurts. Yeah. Yeah, it certainly does. You know, as as you were talking about how the wheat market is backed off the highs, the corn market's backed off the highs. You go back to earlier this summer, the the attitude from most advisors were rallies are for selling, and I I yes. think farmers kind of did that, didn't they? Well, it depends. You know what they did, and what they actually what they say they did, and what they actually did. <laughs> if you get get in and see their books, you you really don't know. Um, you know, I know that with my program, you know, I make cash show recs and, you know, guys are always free to, to follow them or not. But yeah, we did have some opportunities early. Some of our best marketing opportunities were early in the year, January. And, you know, we had that one little bit, but I think the other thing too, that happened in corn, we kind of got put to sleep January, February, March, we set in that range. It looked like we were going to go, go, go. And then we started sliding. We had the nasty sell-off down to the 490 level. And this has been another thing, Chip. It's been such a technical market. I'm so tired of trading technicals after two years. I mean, I've been doing this for 30 years. When it's trade technicals, it gets really hard uh, because just when you need them to work, they don't. And then when you think they're not going to work, they do. It's it's very – it can be hit or miss with the technicals. But um, I think that that's where guys are sitting on. Now, now everybody's going to store it and forget it, set it and forget it, which is great. They're going to try and capture some carry. I would just, you know, the guys I work with, if they're willing to do that, if they don't want to sell it, for goodness sakes, keep a floor under it. Uh, you know, for the last yeah. four four years, we've had $5 corn, right? You go back years before that, $4 corn was the unicorn. We needed $4 corn. So um, I don't want to see $5 corn get away. We're already looking ahead till 2024. We're still north of $5. Um, I think that yep. this next year, it's going to be like, you know, defense, defense, defense. Yep, yep. You know, talk about a market putting the trade to sleep. Corn yes. over the last month uh, or or month plus has I got to just build an been arc. 40 days, 40, 40 days, days. And 40 nights. <laughs> you get through the 25 oh, cent on, box. Chris, deliver us. Are we going to be moving yeah, out of the know. box? I've got the arc built. I know that much. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's like everything else. You know, everybody's also a lot of guys are like, well, we're going to get an insurance rally, right? Because the insurance spring price was five ninety one. You know, and everybody's like, well, they don't want to write a big check, so something will happen, and we'll we'll have a fifty sixty cent rally. Well, you know, I'm waiting for that. Let's see. Yeah. Uh, we're going to have to wait for this uh, this USDA. We may have to wait all the way till you know the January final number. But 
Um, yeah, if the setup is there. We've built a base. You know, can the base hold? I don't know. I hope so. But it could be, you know, people always say, "What's what do you expect on the number? I, I, I always just say, you know, it could be a nothing burger. But if it isn't, uh, protect against, you know, the con- contact taking out 475. You don't have to spend a lot of money. You can protect 475 foreign for two or three weeks for about a nickel. I mean, you just set it. At least then you don't have to worry. If we come back and we fall out of bed, you're like, oh, well, at least I protected 475. And I think that's kind of where you're at. Hope for the best. Okay. But don't let them don't let them take anything more away from you, especially if guys are going to be storing now. And if they didn't sell earlier, boy, if you sold earlier, um, you know, I, I think that that's a situation where you want to have calls on for the stuff you sold because if we do get a recovery rally, yeah, you know, this is where you want to buy those cheap, cheap calls now. So yeah, that's the way I look at it. Yep, you know, we were fifteen cents higher on the week last week. Um, is was that it? for you know, that <laughs> October rally? I don't know. We'll see. And then obviously we've, we've had this week, we've kind of been on hold, you know, with all the stuff that's been going on yep. in the world, obviously, not only with, you know, I would have thought this, you know, crude oil was looking like it was going to go to a hundred bucks. That was one yep. thing that was really friendly. It was friendly for corn, right? Because higher crude oil, higher demand for ethanol. Got to remember a third of our crop goes to ethanol. That's a huge thing. You can't ignore that. And um, so that was looked like it was going to be something that was positive. China is printing money like nobody's business, like we were two years ago. They're trying right. to prop up their, their real estate market. So what does that mean? Where they're going to have a lot of money to throw at stuff. Well, hey, let's come over here. And, you know, it's about time they step back up. They've been a steady buyer of soybeans, but they really have been kind of asleep at the wheel when it's come to, to corn. They've been buying their corn other places in the world. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one thing that we're, if you're depending on, the, on that to save you, you're always subject to the kind of the vagaries of what's going on in the world. So, you know, there's there. I think that to see them step in and they, you know, they they bought wheat. You know, China is trying yeah. to buy wheat from us. It's cheap, right? So <laughs> That's hopefully right. those guys, hopefully they wake up and you know open their checkbook because again, when you're printing money, it's like, well, what do we what do we need? Let's let's go on our shopping list. Hopefully they come, and um, you know our 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 corn yeah. supply is it's not super tight. But it's also not, you know, over, uh, overwhelmingly large. So we've got to right. sell it to them. I hope they step up and, uh, you know, start coming back the, to coming back to uh, buy. Yeah, the efforts by the Chinese government to generate some economic activity. We talked about it with Phil Flynn uh, this morning on the show from Price yeah. Futures, as it as it uh, you know how it might impact the energy markets. If it it could have a a similar impact on the grain markets, couldn't it? Yeah, because it's a sympathetic rally. Also, if these guys yeah. flip the switch, this, the same people that you know a year a year ago they started saying, "Well, we don't maybe we aren't really worried about inflation. Inflation's coming down." So then everybody was like, "Out of the commodities market." You've seen yeah. that, um, yeah. and you really haven't had a whole lot of participation in the financial community on the on the uh, in the in the commodities this year. I know they've been they've been there, but not like it back they were in the old days. Uh, like you know, a year or two ago, when we went from you know three fifty to eight bucks, they were they were really buying gangbusters. So if that comes back into vogue for these guys, it becomes you know if everybody that uh, runs money is like, oh, we need to own commodities, that will be uh, beneficial because it gives us a demand for. It. You know, you need a buyer out there for some reason, and and um, it's interesting. You know, we had a really good setup a month ago. Soybeans were above fourteen dollars. The funds were long soybeans. They were short corn and wheat. Looked like the beans were going to go, and they were long 100,000 contracts. They lost a buck on 100,000 contracts. They, they lost 500 million dollars. So 
yes. when the smartest guys in the room are getting chopped up, you know, it makes it makes it hard for, you know, the yep. rest of us mortals, you know, <laughs> so it hasn't been an easy road to hoe. And I just be glad that I was along 500 million you know, bushels of soybeans, you know, so. And, and Chris, like you said in your in your note uh, earlier, um, the markets are oversold and they have been oversold for a while. But that doesn't mean that they got to stop going down. It, they can go down in nope. an oversold condition, right? Yes. I mean, just look at wheat. Yeah. You know, yeah. and I work with end users, bakeries, and guys like that. They've been buying every dip in wheat, and they've been happy because they've lost money on their calls, and they're, they're buying it cheaper in the cash market. But, boy, my uh, my producers, guys who, you know, are, are growing wheat or are, are sitting on wheat, the only thing that has saved them this year has been having cheap puts on. And, and that is just – it was almost done just out of, like, rote memory. Well, let's have a put on there. Boy, I've had some very, very cheap puts puts that I've really kind of saved the day for guys revenue wise. And so you just never know. I think that's the one thing with, um, with marketing and uh, risk management. It's kind of like you go back to like preseason football, you've got to go hit the sled. You've got to, you know, do the drills yeah. you've got to, or like base baseball, you know, you've got to work on fielding and, and doing the, the basic stuff because you never know what's going to save you. And again, so we're heading into a number. Is it going to be a nothing burger? I don't know. The, the good thing is volatility on a lot of these options now are very, very low. So you can get some very cheap puts that could help you. Not back at, like back three, four years ago where it was very expensive. You had to go buy a lot of time. You can yep. buy, you know, options that last a week or two or a month, whatever you need. Okay. There's no there's no need to walk into a report completely defenseless. Right. Okay. That's that's a great spot for us to take this break. Well, number one, because the clock says it is. But number two, when we come back, Chris, let's talk about some strategies that that growers can use to put that price floor, that that risk protection in place. Chris Robinson, Robinson Ag Marketing, right here on AgriTalk. Let's go to the markets page at ProFarmer.com and check today's closes where December hard red winter wheat futures were 14 and three quarter cents lower at 671 and one quarter. December soft red wheat down 14 and one quarter to 558 and one half. December corn futures were two and three quarters lower, 485 and one half. March corn down two and a half, 501 and one quarter on the close. November soybean futures were seven and one quarter cents higher, but 1271 and one half. Jan beans up six and three quarters to 1289 and one quarter. December cotton was 147 points lower, 85.49. On your livestocks, December live cattle futures were 35 cents lower at 185 even. November feeder futures gained 70 cents to 250.35. And December lean hog futures $1.05 lower, 71.42 and one half. Get market news every market day at triprofarmer.com. From powering irrigation engines to warming buildings, propane has always been a part of American farm life. Now, you can be a part of propane's future and save money at the same time. The Propane Farm Incentive Program is a research initiative that provides farmers up to $5,000 towards the purchase of new propane-powered equipment. In exchange, participants share performance data to make tomorrow's ag operations more cost-effective, more efficient, and more environmentally friendly with propane. Getting started is simple. Visit propane.com slash farm incentive to see if you're eligible. Go on the offensive against weeds with Antares Complete from Helena. 
Antares Complete eliminates early weed competition with long-lasting residual control of broadleaf weeds and grasses. With a balanced premix of three herbicides, Antares Complete combats herbicide resistance and helps soybeans achieve a faster, more vigorous start to the season. Take a tactical first strike against weeds and protect your soybeans early with Antares Complete. Always follow label instructions and check registration before use. Contact your Helena representative to learn more. My mom's got a new case IH tractor and it can do it all. Bail hay all day. See in the dark with its powerful LED lights. Hook up all the implements. Shift like a race car. Steer with ease. And it can also cool my juice box. Yeah, her case IH tractor can do everything she needs it to. Looking for a tractor that can do it all? Check out caseih.com. Hey. Oh. Opinions expressed on AgriTalk do not necessarily reflect the views of Farm Journal Broadcasting, affiliate stations, or sponsors. We don't make the news, we render it. AgriTalk. Double tap a Timberlake on your AgriTalk now, ladies. For the ladies. Wow. Got him this morning, too. Yeah. Yeah, we did. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Can't shut JT down once he gets started, you know. Oh, you don't dare try. No, huh? No, not at all. All right. Welcome back to AgriTalk. I'm Chip. That is Davis. And we are in the middle of a conversation with Chris Robinson, Robinson Ag Marketing. I've got a couple other things that I want to talk about, but let's go straight to what we said there at the end of the last segment. Um, even if these reports are a nothing burger, as you said they might be, uh, on Thursday, the crop production and the supply and demand report. Do we need to get some risk protection in place, some price protection in place, just in case uh, we get a surprise with a bigger crop? I would say so. And I always tell my guys who are hesitant to trade because most people don't like to buy price insurance when it comes right down to it. You know, at least do half. If you've got unpriced bushels, what can hurt you? It's not if we go to 550, it's if we go to 450. Right. And, and anybody out there that guarantees you, oh, we'll never see 450 again, walk away from them because, you know, <laughs> if they're wrong, if they're wrong, are they going to write you a check for the, the, the amount of revenue you just lost? So yeah. if you can protect a certain price for a certain time and hope, hopefully not need it, I think that that's it. And I was just quoting you earlier. I mean, you can do a, an option for 17 days, 16, 17 days protect 475 or 470. What you want to make sure is you don't sit there and watch corn go from we're at 485 today, right? The low last September there low a couple weeks ago for 467. So you don't want to be watch 467 go away next week. Oh, why didn't I buy a cheap put? You know, so that's the way you do it. It's defensive. And I'd say at least do half, do be half right, half wrong. Um, You know, you might not need them. Now with the option and that's 14 days, you may have time to be, you know, get out of that thing. There's, there's some time value left. You know, that's a lot different than buying. You could buy an option for one day. You could buy, you know, that's kind of a little bit cray cray because it's like a, uh, it's like a bottle rocket. Either you make, either it helps you or it's history. So to get that type of time, I, I think that that's reasonable. And I don't like buying expensive puts when we're on two-year lows, Chip. Call me crazy. Yeah, yeah. no, I'm not going to call you so. crazy on that. I think that makes all the <laughs> sense in the world. Yeah, so keep it cheap. That's what I would yeah, say. Yeah, keep, keep it, it cheap. cheap. Yes, I'm I'm with you. Now, you know, if if you're willing, you can go ahead and offset that with uh, some sort of an option spread 
But if you're going to do that, make sure you know exactly what you're doing, right? Yeah, absolutely. Anytime you start selling premium and it's yeah, that can open up problems to you. It's just like trading futures. I always tell my guys, if you really want to do that, just trade the futures and and be disciplined there. Now that's another thing too. If you're if you've sold the board, maybe you sold the board at six bucks on all your corn. Maybe you're that guy. Well, I mean, you could use a cheap call down here to defend against the spike higher. Yeah. Because then that call, if you want to, that's the nice thing with the option. You decide whether or not you turn it into futures or not. So it gives you a choice. Um, I talked about that this morning. The overnight soybeans hit a four-month low. They went down and took out a bunch of stops um, and then turned around. We were 17 cents higher. Well, if somebody had a put on, they still have their protection on. They didn't get stopped out. If somebody had a future stop, they're out. They lose their they lose their hedge, yeah. and then they're in trouble. So if it it keeps you in control. I like that. I don't like being at the whim of these computer trades, especially overnight. The overnight trade is is just garbage, in my opinion. I now know they keep it open for for reasons, but yeah. it's just you know more often than not we make highs and lows, and then it's just for a split second. So the overnight markets are dangerous unless you're a professional. And yeah, I personally, I mean, I do this for a living. I'm not up at two o'clock in the morning trading futures. That's, that's nuts. So right. use the put and you'll sleep better at night or vice versa. Use a call. If you're want to cover yourself, if you're a, if you're a big end user, if you're a feeder cattle, if you feed a lot of cattle, you need corn. Yeah. Well, you can buy really cheap calls. Now, if corn blows up, then you've deferred that, business risk and that's yep. that's all these tools are for chip they're just to that's defer right. your business risk that's you know? that that is exactly right they put some flexibility into your 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 financial planning into your uh, yes. risk management and they they're very very useful tools that's absolutely um so what are you hearing from your clients chris when it comes to uh you know yield reports reports from the combine what are you mm-hmm. hearing Better than expected yields for beans, especially in, through Indiana, out through Iowa, average to maybe slightly above average. There's parts of Iowa where it was real dry where they, they missed it. Um, if you get in the I states, though, in general, the less you hear from guys, that they're letting you know that their yields were better than they thought. The heat didn't do as much damage as they thought. They're still getting better yields. So, I, again, when it gets quiet out there, and you know what yeah. I mean, it's, like, it's because it's better and guys aren't willing to talk about it. Because they're afraid, well, if I let these guys in Chicago know that, you know, the crop's better, they'll just sell it, um, which is, is really what it comes down to. It. I wish it was that easy. Um, you know, there are other things driving it. But in general, what I've heard is so far, it's it's better than expected and certainly okay. not as bad. Now, are, did the heat in the last two weeks really hurt the beans? I think we'll find that out later. As far as the corn harvest goes, I think there are still areas where a lot of guys are waiting for it to dry out before they get out there. And again, that may be, you know, oh, we may see those yields come in over the next month or so. Okay. Okay. Why is bean oil at a four-month low today? Well, the same thing. You have you had soybeans to hit a four-month low. Last week, you had soybean meal hit a four-month low. And part of that is demand-driven. I think a lot of people got over their skis thinking the uh, uh, crude oil, when crude oil got to 95, you know, First thing you saw on TV was, oh, buy your $150 calls. We're going to the moon. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people got caught off guard there. They were all long. Certainly the, the managed money was long. They were long soybean meal and bean oil. And they're just dumping those positions. And, and I think that it's a risk off. Now, next week, they could put them back on. But I think that, that another thing, too, the, the crush came through last week, and it wasn't as 
as bullish as some people thought. And sometimes that's all it takes. It wasn't a bad, bad number, but it just wasn't good enough. And you have people that are long and they, and they weren't comfortable being long. And I think you saw that here today. So again, if you're an end user, you know, these are, uh, it's a buying opportunity if, if you really, if you use it. Uh, but moving ahead, I think that that's trade where a lot of people got caught the wrong way. They were, they were long the entire soybean complex and they were short corn and wheat against it. It looked like a great idea a month ago. Yep. And I think you just saw the, the last legs of those guys getting out. Now, the good thing, usually, you know, in a week or two or three, if, if these guys, if they get short the other way, maybe that'll help put a, put a, a bottom in. But yeah. with this report coming and again, nobody's expecting uh, a big, big deal on this USDA report. I'm certainly not. But there's always a possibility that they put something in there that nobody saw coming. And that's why I think, you know, if you're long, just keep a cheap put under it. I don't care if you're long corn, wheat or beans. You don't want to sell it. A cheap put can help you not make a bad cash sale too. Bad cash sales are hard to recover from, you know. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. that, that put is a substitute sale. It can help you, you know, not make a bad cash sale. It can stop you from making sale. a give up sale. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And then as soon as yeah. you sell it, then you're like, oh, I sold it too cheap. And then you can, you know, you can yep. get very uh, whipsawed. So cheap puts can work. Um, look into them. Okay. Excellent. Thoughts on what is happening in Israel and uh, potential impacts on on uh, the commodity trade? Well, you know, it's interesting to see that everything's actually been pretty calm. And even crude oil, crude oil, people were thinking, oh, no, we're going to go through the roof because anytime there's problems in that kind of type of the world, you worry about one thing, supply disruption, right? If you can't get mm-hmm. oil out of, the, out of the Gulf for some reason, if that was to escalate to some something worse than it already is. And it's already horrendous, but if it turned into right. something worse, especially with the Saudis. Um, and I, so what, what level, what level would I watch? You've got to watch 9095. Not only is that a big technical level, it's a big psychological level, but the other thing is too chip. You got to remember our country sold 180 million barrels of crude oil right before the election at an average price of 95. Yeah. Now a month uh, back in May, they had a $30 profit. That was a $5 billion winner. And they forgot to cover it. They told everybody they were going to cover it at 70. Well, you know, got yeah. the 95 and they, they still haven't covered it. So that's another right. thing to watch too. If things get really out of hand, um, again, what does that mean? If all of a sudden oil doesn't come out of the, of the Mideast, right? This goes, something bizarre happens. Then you, you're going to have two things. You're going to have people that want oil. You're going to have also the U.S. saying, oh, we've got to refill our, our strategic petroleum reserve. And so that could... Again, when you have people chasing a market, you know, and like I said, I hope those guys in Washington, D.C., I hope they at least bought some calls because <laughs> that would have, yeah. they'd be sleeping a lot easier right now if they bought calls when we were down at 65 bucks. So, right, right. Is, you know, so is I would now, watch that level, you know. So. Is now the time to get some fuel bought? If Absolutely. You know, we just had a nice dip in uh, diesel. Diesel on Friday had, had come halfway back. It's a big thing we watched. You know, it was it was a pretty good, it was a three or four month low in diesel. It's a little bit higher right now, but how do you defend against that? Well, go ahead and get some bought if you can do it. There's worse things than buying it right here um, where, where diesel is. Uh, you want to protect against, you know, it rallying another 50 cents or a dollar, again, on some craziness. Same thing with, uh, I've had some guys talking about their inputs. You know, Natty Gas has just poked its head to a 10 month high. So rather than get run over, if it really goes bananas again, there's worse things than getting something bought right now. Certainly, I don't think you go all in because then if you 
if you go all in and then this stuff resolves and you can buy it cheaper in the spring, you'll be like, and, and that happened to some guys this year. A lot of guys locked in their prices when stuff was real high and then they kind of regretted it. So I think you, I, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't have a problem with somebody doing 25 or 30%. Um, and just to, to help you sleep at night, because, you know, every, every, uh, every night we go to bed, there's another worrisome story yeah. out there. And uh, again, it's a defensive move. How do you do it? Well, then, if you if you don't want to actually buy the physical prop, uh, physical stuff, then buy yourself, you know, the next best thing, was, which is the hedge on the paper. Um, you know, buy yourself some cheap calls and hope yep. you don't need them. Perfect, perfect, Chris. It's always fun talking with you. Thank you so yes, much. Sir. Thank you. All right, that's Chris Robinson, Robinson Ag Marketing. We got a little bit of ground to cover yet. Uh, Davis and I will be right back to wrap up today's AgriTalk. Go on the offensive against weeds with Antares Complete from Helena. Antares Complete eliminates early weed competition with long-lasting residual control of broadleaf weeds and grasses. With a balanced premix of three herbicides, Antares Complete combats herbicide resistance and helps soybeans achieve a faster, more vigorous start to the season. Take a tactical first strike against weeds and protect your soybeans early with Antares Complete. Always follow label instructions and check registration before use. Contact your Helena representative to learn more. From powering irrigation engines to warming buildings, propane has always been a part of American farm life. Now you can be a part of propane's future and save money at the same time. The Propane Farm Incentive Program is a research initiative that provides farmers up to $5,000 towards the purchase of new propane-powered equipment. In exchange, participants share performance data to make tomorrow's ag operations more cost-effective, more efficient, and more environmentally friendly with propane. Getting started is simple. Visit propane.com slash farm incentive to see if you're eligible. My mom's got a new case IH tractor, and it can do it all. Bail hay all day. See in the dark with its powerful LED lights. Hook up all the implements. Ship like a race car? Steer with ease. And it can also cool my juice box. Yeah, her Case IH tractor can do everything she needs it to. Looking for a tractor that can do it all? Check out CaseIH.com. The best talkers in ag, including you. Join the conversation on AgriTalk. Call us at 855-4-TALK-AG. And welcome back to AgriTalk, everybody. So glad that you tuned in. Uh, it's a Tuesday. Tuesday, October 10th. Your pal Davis Michelson yeah. here with uh, Chip Flory. Um, yes. Yes. Yeah. 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 The old store and ignore. There it was, huh? TM. Do we owe somebody you money put for a me TM having on that? that one? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Love it. Um, well, let me ask you this, okay? What if I'm a guy who's watching everybody around storing and ignoring and thinking, I, yeah. wanna, I, I just want to be rid of it. I just want to sell it now. Just get it out of here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what are those... What's the best way for those folks to protect themselves, to, to capitalize on their chosen path of action? Yeah. Uh, Chris mentioned it. If, if you mm-hmm. have made sales, and he he put this caveat on it. He said, listen, if, you got, if you're that guy that got sold out uh, at, at six bucks, 
on 23 crop corn. Number one, good for you. Number two, maybe you think about taking some of that revenue and buying a call option now just in case mm-hmm. we do get a pop, you know, the insurance rally, uh, the, the lean of the market of steady to higher yields, corn and soybeans. What if that's wrong, which I think they are. Uh, you know, you get you get all of that going, and you get a price pop. Uh, why not take advantage of it? Why not be there to to uh, participate in any price advance, even if you have sold out in the cash market? Mm-hmm. Uh, so it, it the volatilities come out of the options trade. Uh, you can find a call option um, that uh, that will keep you involved through harvest and into a potential post-harvest rally. And and y- y- you think about the potential for a post-harvest rally, there, there's a couple of really good reasons to think about that it could happen. Number one, what's been the mantra on corn demand, corn export demand? Uh, that it stinks. Need, yeah, we need more. Yeah. yeah, that it absolutely stinks. Well, what happens when it doesn't stink? What happens if China does invest in economic growth and there is a surge in chinese corn buying okay what happens if colombia does get coverage what happens if japan does get coverage south korea you can keep right on going down the list if that happens and corn demand doesn't stink i would think that the markets might react to that um so yeah just the longer we say corn demand stinks i think the greater the odds of a post-harvest rally that will be based on better demand. Okay. Mm -hmm. So we've got that. We got that side of it. And then again, like I said, I feel like everybody's leaning steady to higher on corn yields, steady to higher on bean yields. I guess I could build a case for that on corn. Mm -hmm. I can't build a case for that on beans. I just, Mm. I, I just cannot. Um, there are some really, really good bean yields out there, and there are some areas where bean yields are fantastic, but that gets outnumbered by the stinky stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, mm-hmm. Minnesota bean yields are off 15% from a year ago. I, I, I just don't think there's any question about it. In Iowa, the... I, I don't know if, if guys went after the good beans first, you know, the quote-unquote good beans first, mm-hmm. and are just leaving some of the lower-yielding beans for later, but I, they're coming. I, I don't think there's any question about it. So, uh, And then when you get out to Nebraska, holy smokes, irrigated yeah. beans okay, dryland beans stink. So I mm-hmm. think there's a lot of work to do yet. I don't think it's going to be a nothing burger. Okay. Uh, on Thursday, mm-hmm. um, I think. I I I think the um, any movement away from steady is going to generate some price action in the grains. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I liked one thing that he said, and it, it's a good reminder for all of us, no matter what we're doing. But speaking of marketing, setting up your marketing for the next year should be like preseason sports ball. Fundamental camp. I thought it was good. You show up. You you try on your outfit. You make sure you know your your helmet fits over your hairdo. I can understand that. You got to get ready. Yeah, 
Dude, it's a uniform. Okay. Huh? It's huh? a uniform. uniform. The outfit? It's called yeah. a mm. uniform. Mm-hmm. And the spiky right, shoes, right. you're going to need some of those. Exactly. Yes. Get the spikes on. Get the uniform. Yeah. Get your hair because right. Otherwise, I get it. Otherwise, I'm just wandering onto the field like a chump. Yeah, and I'm leaving myself that. wide open. Some middle linebacker is going to find the skinny guy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Give him the ball. <laughs> um, Love it. Yes. Every go year is different, you know? Yeah, so go through the routine. Yep. I think yep. that was fantastic advice, yep. especially with December 24 futures still above five bucks. Yep. Yeah. I, boy. It with with the input costs, you know, run your numbers, run your numbers, see if five bucks will work for you. If it does, there is nothing wrong with getting started because can we say mm-hmm. it together? Mm. Make that first sale and hope it's, hope it's the, worst the worst decision sale. all year. Exactly. All year. Exactly. Right. Rip off the band aid. Hey, it's hot in Alaska. Huh? Oh, it is? Speedo weather up there, baby. At least it for the next six be. to ten days. No, seriously. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yep. Look at that. Juno's going to be beautiful. Hello. <laughs> All right. Six to ten days. October 16th through the 20th. We've got above normal temperatures expected. Northern Minnesota, North Dakota, uh, northern South Dakota. Near normal temperatures through southern Minnesota. Uh, southeast South Dakota, most of Nebraska, and then we've got below normal temperatures expected in the uh, you know most of Iowa, Missouri, and points to the east. We've got below normal precipitation in the far north central production areas, Wisconsin, uh, Michigan. We've got near normal precipitation expected across most of the Corn Belt until you get out to the western belt most of south dakota nebraska kansas oklahoma down into texas looking at a period of above normal precipitation all right thank you so much for listening this morning we're going to get you ready for the reports tomorrow afternoon with bill lapp from advanced economic solutions and we got a farmer forum tomorrow morning right here on agritalk